1: Let's move on, Jason. Jaguars-Ravens. All right, let's take a look at this real quick because this was the shocker for me over the weekend simply because the Ravens had this game. Another game in their grasp, okay? So Trevor Lawrence led a 10-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. No timeouts. It was big time. Caps it off with the two-point conversion, right? The the stones on Doug Peterson to say, screw it, we're going for two, and then they, they execute it. But then we have the incident after the game, and I want to get your thoughts because I know you have a lot of contacts within that Ravens organization where Lamar expresses frustration on social media in a very vulgar fashion, then deletes the tweet. All right, what's going on with the Ravens and
0: blowing these late-game leads? Well, they're the worst fourth-quarter defense in the NFL. So, like, this has been a trend for years, and it's a trend – with two different coordinators now, and two coordinators who have completely different approaches, Mike McDonald, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and keep everything in front of me, no matter what. Wink Martindale, I'm gonna blitz him more than anybody else in the league, and the same stuff's happening, um, obviously for different reasons. They're not getting caught bringing seven or eight guys on, you know, third and four anymore, but they're also playing such a predictable vanilla, um, soft style of defense that third and twenty-one becomes manageable, fourth and six because you pick up sixteen because you got a free runner in a soft spot in that zone that you've been picking on all day. So um, they just didn't have the answers, man. Trevor Lawrence was 7-for-7 seven seven with a touchdown and 140 passer rating against man. Trevor Lawrence was 140 passer rating against cover six. Um, the things they tried to do a little differently in this matchup, play a little more man, play a little more cover six. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, it's its like they, they, they knew – okay, man, we're going to pick on Brandon Stevens. Zone, we're going to pick on Marcus Peters, who's really a press man corner, who's now being forced to play a lot of zone because the style of defense has changed completely from the guy who played the most man in the league to a guy who doesn't want to play man. So it's kind of not a shock that now Marcus Peters looks out of sorts. Um, And that's pretty much what they did, and nobody could stop Zay Jones. Uh, But, like, in that drive alone, they knocked Lawrence down... Um, like first play of the drive from deep that Jacksonville territory, Clay's Campbell gets him. He fumbles. Jacksonville recovers. You're thinking that alone is lights out. I mean, now it's second and forever. But, again, they get to third and 21. They complete a pass for 16 yards. They convert fourth and six. They convert another third down on that drive. They convert a fourth and eight on that drive. They Ooh. score the touchdown. So these are all potential game-ending spots. Yep. And yeah, then the two-point be- conversion is do or die, and they convert that as well. Um, Trevor Lawrence came into that game with a quarterback rating in the fourth quarter of 76 and all you heard about Trevor Lawrence was the fourth quarter brings out the worst in him he had an almost perfect quarterback rating in the fourth quarter 14 for 19 almost uh, like 170 yards um, two touchdowns no interceptions quarterback rating of 139.7 so like part of it is it was a set like he'd been getting a little better for a couple weeks and maybe this was his breakout moment but that defense was on the field for 10 and a half minutes in the, second, in the fourth quarter. get 160 net yards, 27 plays that defense was on the field for in just the fourth quarter. I mean, do the math on that. Multiply 27 times four and 160 times four. Those, those full game averages are, I mean, that's not professional football. The offense let them down with a fumble. I mean, it took everybody to mess this up. Bad special teams decisions. But that's, that's who this team is. That's what they've been. The last two years is finding improbable ways to lose games, and you thought maybe they had shed their skin a little bit during the four-game winning streak, but they haven't. And the reality for that defense is when they play real quarterbacks or quarterbacks who play like real quarterbacks on that day, they tend to lose. That's their reality. I'll I'll believe otherwise when I see it. They'll get a chance to prove it in Week 18 against Burrow. They don't play a whole lot between now and then, and they'll get a chance to prove it every week in the playoffs. In the meantime, the passing game is completely broken. They've dropped 10 passes in two weeks. The the Ravens team, back-to-back weeks of five drops. That's not NFL
1: football. No, that's Lamar,
0: you can talk to me about overthrows and all that. They dropped three touchdowns in that game. Both hands on the ball. Ball placement accuracy is there, and they can't complete catches. And I'm not talking contested catches where you're about to get your head blown off. All you got to do is look, boom. Yeah, bring it in. So, you know. Everybody's raving about the center. The center can't. There's no clean snaps. Just go watch the film. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so nothing starts on cue because he's juggling chainsaws, right? Yes and, yes. and so none of that matters when you're winning four in a row, except it does. And then you don't win, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Why are they off script? Why are plays coming in so late? Why does nothing really look like it's polished? Well, let's start with the exchange. And then you look at the drops, and then the it's in the quarterback's head, and they didn't pay him. And it's a contract year and everything's magnified. And they go and get Roquan Smith at the trade deadline. Not Jerry Judy, not Kenny Galladay, not right. whoever, not Kadarius Tony. Oh, it's so you get uh, I don't I get nothing. Rashad Bateman gets hurt, and you get Deshaun Jackson off the street. Deshaun Jackson's great. He made a beautiful catch on an amazing throw. He played nine snaps because his hamstrings are already an issue. <laughs> he just kept it. <laughs> He played nine snaps against the saints and got shut down with a hamstring. He comes back a month later and he's on a pitch count, nine snaps. Cause I mean, they have no outside receivers. They have nobody. The only team with the worst receiving core in the league is Chicago. That's not debatable. That's a fact. Most teams have two wide receivers who would be better than anything. The Ravens are running out there at outside receiver right now. Some have three, including two teams in their division. So, Look, Lamar has a quarterback rating of 88 or lower in seven of the last eight games. They've got seven touchdown passes in their last eight games and only one game in that span where they've had more than one. He is a part of that problem, but they continue to ask him to do more with less. And they continue to force him to play it out, play it out, play it out. And you're seeing frustration boil over. You know, as for the tweet... I can't condone it. I can't endorse it. I, 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 um, a lot of people were offended by it. I understand why they were, um, you know, we're taping this on a Tuesday. Lamar will meet with the media tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, I would be shocked if he's not very contrite, um, and sort of heartfelt in, in his explanation for why he did what he did, excuse me. And, and what he thinks of his own, um, actions. And they've got a, you know, they've got an offensive crisis right now. Oh yeah, and teams are basically just crashing the ends in the option game um, because they don't think the Ravens could do anything else. And their running backs are getting nothing on the ground the last three weeks, three point seven per carry. So now Lamar's got to be the entire run game too. Here's the thing for
1: me, Jason. As we talk about the Ravens, they lose to the Jags, 28-27. Jason just laid out to you all the sh- that happened, okay, in the drives to make that happen in the, in the fourth quarter. The social media aspect of this, listen, some guys can handle it and some guys can't. And I think some guys during the season need to really consider, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting my ass off social media. Because you're letting nobodies, okay, in the big picture of things. This is a guy that tweeted at him. Will have no consequence on Lamar Jackson's life or his contract, but he he felt so compelled and so pissed off to respond to it that ultimately he's the guy that now has to answer for this and has to you know he's gonna he's gonna be the guy that everybody's pointing the finger at, and I just think during the season sometimes and this has been one of those things I've had conversations about and people are like oh you're gonna tell what these professional athletes what to do Ooh. no but I think some guys can handle it I'll give you another example. Baker Mayfield has shown he can't handle it. No. He's another yeah. guy that's too damn sensitive when it comes to somebody criticizing him, a nobody, meaning nobody within the organization, nobody that's right. gonna have a, a constant
0: impact on his career. Yeah.
1: Nothing. And you're you're so worried about what this guy thinks that you you feel like you've got to respond. And then you say some dumb blank, and then this is where you find yourself. So I'm not telling Lamar what to do, but I would tell a lot of guys I, I would really consider this. When I get into the season, especially as a quarterback, I, I'm I'm off social. And when I get to the offseason and I'm in, you know, the Bahamas and, and Hawaii and I'm kicking it with my boys, you guys see me flexing and that's great. But during the season, I got to be focused. And I think this is the kind of stuff that makes people wonder, well, is he worth the money? Yes, he's worth the money. This has nothing to do with that, but it gives you another reason to to wonder about well is he mature enough because he's doing stupid blank like this
0: well um i'll say this uh I, I am now approaching 50 years old i've been on twitter since 2009 and it probably took me up until 3 or 4 years ago roughly and and after many um What I wouldn't think at the time, (laughs) things that I would I didn't think at the time were a big deal because I just, I was in the right, like, let's just say I've had conversations with PR and HR at various times in my career (laughs) where it was made very clear to me that you're walking on a tightrope yeah, and you may fall off. We, you know, and so I eventually learned the lesson. I'm just not going to look at my, nothing, like nothing good happens after 2 a.m., nothing good happens in my mentions for the people who are saying, boy," that's awesome. But I don't need to, I I'm, I'm, I'm a grown man. I don't need to see that. I appreciate it. I don't need to see it in my own eyes. And it's more likely than not that I am going to fall into a trap, especially if I've had a soda pop or two. So, so look, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that he at 25 should have it all figured out. Right. Because I pretty much went through my, you know, whatever, 35 to, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I've been on there about 10, 11 years, whatever. Like, it took me a long while to finally create my own boundaries for myself where I'm like yes. this is how I've got to use this thing and if I if I do anything other than this you know I'm going to have to answer to the ultimate boss which is my wife saying how did you lost your job over twitter you complete nutter jackass <laughs> so and that's Man. not to say that I won't slip up again like it, it, like but so I'm just keeping it real like that's my experience with twitter yeah. and I'm yeah. not dealing with anything like he's dealing with I would also say I think the fact that he doesn't have an agent has become such an overblown narrative and really has nothing to do with why this situation has taken as long as it has. But this is a situation where, you know, that agent and people on that staff are monitoring everything you do and, the, you know, and they're talking to you after the game. And you know what I mean? And a good mm-hmm. agent is going to try to play not, you know, Monday morning quarterback, but Sunday 605 quarterback, which is when you get back to your place. We're having a conversation or I'm at, I'm there with you. You know what I mean? And we're talking about how we're going to manage the next 24 hours because this is what's going on. And these are your inner frustrations. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. if I have to try to take away your phone I'm for, for a cooling off period, I'm going to try to take. Right. But that's, that's not, natural. you know what I mean? Maybe somebody in his inner circle is playing that, but there's no one with that same fiduciary bond. Like you get paid. I get paid. We're in this together financially. I'm an expert in my field. You're an expert. There's not that. um so that, that you know, they play some some role in it. Um, but also, yeah. like a regular dude, like you know what I mean. He might show up at somebody's Pop Warner game on a Saturday. Like, yes, you see him hanging out at the mall. He's at hip because he's that you kind know, of guy. fish and chicken, yep. like. Like, so yes. he, I don't think like, like, that's just his, like, it's not his brand. That's his it. That's his identity. That's who he is. It's who he is. So, yeah. and I think this is part of that. You know what I mean? I think that's where social media, like, because he wants, he is, I think he wants to be accessible. He is accessible. Um, He's not really at the club. He's, you know what I mean? Hanging out with regular people. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. Um.
1: But it's like, an I, interesting. It's an interesting thought. It really is. I just I I wanted to go down this road because, you know, for us, okay, we're we're media celebrities, if you want to say that, and people follow us and look to us for information and entertainment or whatever. But but I totally get where you're coming from because you do have to figure it out, right? Especially when we get criticized and we want to snap back at people, and yeah. it's it's it. Sometimes it is hard, but you're right. You got to figure it out. So. I'm not mad at Lamar for not knowing all the things he should do or shouldn't do on social media. I think we're all still kind of figuring it out, to be honest with you. It's changing all the time. There's new stuff. There's, you know, what can I say? What's proper? What's not? All this stuff. But at the end of the day, what he does and who he is and what he's becoming is bigger than some knucklehead who wants to criticize him. And that's what has to be told to him. And he's got to understand that. You know that wasn't Joe Burrow going. Hey, bro, you yeah. suck today. From another, you know, NFL guy. No. That that was a, somebody he, no. he doesn't even know. and Probably will never see. Uh, all right, I want to go to Joe Burrow because yeah. I want to talk about this. Jason Lock for four. Yeah. Carl Dukes, guys, it's in the huddle. Uh, Brian Baldinger will be here. We'll talk about the games coming up on Thursday. Make sure you subscribe and like the episodes. Joe 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 Mixon out. Jamar Chase out. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Joe Burrow. I mean, listen, I've loved him since he's come into the league. I saw him at LSU like everybody else. People forget that LSU team beat like seven top 10 teams that year or top 20 teams. It was incredible. And then they run through everybody and everybody goes, well, he's a good college quarterback. And then he gets to the NFL, gets hurt, (laughs) then takes him to the Super Bowl. And then everybody goes, well, no, he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. And then this week to me proves again, T. Higgins had what? 114 of the 270 yards Joe Burrow threw for, but you're winning without your best receiver and your best running back. And there was more pressure on him to deliver. And Oh, by the way, Jason, he went up against that Titans defense. That's a juggernaut.
0: This dude is unbelievable. Well, and for him, it's the belly of the beast, right? Because they won that game 1916 in the playoffs last week, last year. Um, but, you know, they, they they won the war, but they lost the battle. I mean, Joe Burrow was hit like 15 times in that game. He was sacked nine times. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is still in his nightmares from that game. And this offensive line hasn't been great. Baldy's talked about it since the beginning of the year. Sometimes it's schematic, Sometimes it's play call. Sometimes it's dudes getting beat up front. But the guy is still – I mean, what, the first four weeks of the season, he was on pace to outpass last year's rate of getting sacked and hit. And they haven't solved all that. But he just – Rises above, man. Um, And, yeah, that was his boogeyman. And he didn't blink, not that anybody thought he would, and he found a way to win that game without two of his best weapons. Um, Look, the defense shut. Tennessee's red zone offense had been at a historic rate, and you knew it was going to regress. They're not going to score a touchdown on 82% of their red zone drives all year. But they, they really shut – I mean, they let them – they gave them yards up until the 20s, and then the Cincinnati, Lou Anarumo, future head coach, third defensive coordinator, yeah. shut down Tennessee in the red zone. Um, but, look, Cincinnati started 0-2. They're 7-2 since then. People have been trying to write them off before the season started. Joe Burrow, since week three, only Patrick Mahomes has thrown, has thrown more touchdown passes. Burrow has 20. Mahomes has 22. However, Burrow's only thrown four picks. Mahomes has thrown, I think, eight Uh So Burrow's got the best touchdown-to-interception ratio since week three. He's got the second-best quarterback rating behind only Tua. But remember, Tua missed some games in there. So Burrow's got a bigger sample size. He's completing 70% of his chances despite not having Jamar Chase either as a big part of the offense early in the year or even available the last few weeks. Um, And he's been sacked 20 times, which which is a lot in, you know, eight weeks. But there's, but he's he's still performing at an MVP level, and Mixon and Chase look like they're going to be back for this game at Arrowhead. Um, you know, not having Woozie the rest of the year, their top corner gives me some pause, and I think that'll be an issue in the playoffs at some point in time. But like, write these guys off at at you know at, at your own peril. Um, it's a quality football team, and they're now tied with the Ravens. And I get it, the Bengals haven't won in the division and the Ravens division record is, is sterling for now. Um, And the Ravens beat them head to head on a Sunday night, but they play week 18 in Cincinnati. And I suspect that game matters. And I suspect Joe Burrow and the Bengals put up a lot more yards and points than they did in Baltimore a month ago.
1: All right. I got to ask you about the commanders. Uh, Let me say this before I get into this game, but the Falcons, Arthur Smith, Run the ball. Run the ball, Arthur. You had four downs in the red zone. You could have ran the ball. You're getting seven yards a pop for the Falcons, and you blew it, calling a pass play for Marcus Mariota, who hadn't done anything. All
0: right. Well, play Desmond Ritter. I mean, what did we do? What, what you, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Play Desmond what, Ritter.
1: With that said, I had to get that off my chest, Jason. Give Taylor Heineke credit. Give the commanders credit. Ever since he's been installed as a starter, this has been a different football team. And Ron Rivera, I talked about this on my national show. He's been the rock. You know, he lost his mom. He's going through all this crap with the owner and Daniel Snyder. And I know you've written a lot about that at at the Post. And I'm looking at this team and I'm going, you know, this thing could have fallen apart. And here is Ron Rivera just keeping it together, keeping the outside noise, outside and they are finding ways to win and here the commanders are in a position to be in the playoffs in a division where the eagles are considered to be way better and the cowboys
0: are considered to be way better yeah um a real interesting game with the giants this weekend Uh, you and baldy maybe we'll get into that a little bit more on thursday but like they have an identity now they know who they are They, they love having this kid um he and and scary terry When it breaks down, when it becomes a scramble drill, those two see things simpatico. They're on the same page. Um, He could go off at any given moment. Unlike Carson Wentz, Heineke's willing to feed him 50-50 balls. Like, even, I mean, whatever, 40-60 balls. Like, if he's got half a chance, he's got a chance. Um, and, And I think that that right brings a different energy to the huddle and brings a different energy to the offense. Then the defense was horrible the first three, four weeks of the season. And it really has been pretty close to lights out since. And people don't really want to give him credit because they're like, well, I haven't seen it enough, or who are they playing, or this or that. But, like, they get elite pressure rates. they become a really good third-down defense. They've gotten much better against the run. Uh, And Chase Young is coming back. And and he doesn't have to be a world-beater. He's just got to be one more guy who can get pressure. So – Heineke's gonna make two throws a game that you want back, and at least one of them's gonna be a jump ball that gets picked, and it's probably gonna happen in the third quarter because it seems to me that's kind of like when it happens. But he's also gonna keep them in games, and he's gonna keep them amped, and they're you know just good enough to be dangerous. So I, I don't yeah. think they're gonna collapse. I don't think they're gonna completely fade. Um, I they they absolutely could get in the playoffs. Um, it, it really wouldn't shock me at this point. I mean, three teams from that division are getting in. I mean, I, it's just a matter of, and this 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 Commanders Giants game will be will be huge. I'm not I, I'm not so sure the Giants don't sort of return serve here. A lot of people think they're just going to disappear and go away. Like I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants win this game, but um, yeah, both those teams are viable as potential playoff teams. Yeah,
1: the Commanders are seventh right now. I'm looking um in the playoff standings eagles vikings 49ers bucks right those obviously would be the division winners and then you've got cowboys giants commanders at five six and seven seven teams get in so this thing is still wide open with six weeks to play which is great i mean this is what what it's all about we're going to find out if the cream rises to the top jason uh before we go man obviously i just want to bring this up the raiders find a way to win because uh, we got to get out of here but 229 yards for Josh Jacobs. They wanted to get rid of this guy, right? They wanted to move on from him. Oh, they didn't pick up his fifth year option, that's for and, sure. And and then he, you know, has the 86 yard game winning overtime touchdown, right? A walk off. And I just bring this up because we've said it all year. The Raiders are a mess. What's going on with Josh McDaniels? And then you see Derek Carr, you know, the, the touchdown's happening and he's on one knee. I don't know if he was praying or crying, maybe both. And I'm like, wow two weeks in a row, right? This is the and, and so now all of a sudden the Raiders, I don't know if they've got traction to make a move, but
0: this is something I think they desperately needed to happen. Oh, absolutely. Um and look, it took over 300 scrimmage yards from their running back to win that game in overtime. So, I mean, the margins are still really slim there and and the defense, I give the defense credit, they shut down the Seahawks run game, which I didn't think they were capable of. Yeah, I neither. And I think they were capable of shutting down you know nebraska's run game let alone seattle seahawks but they did um you know and and kenneth walker was pretty much a bystander and uh look gino again put up 34 points on him um but yeah they've won a couple games and and there probably is a renewed spirit there um i don't know that the defense is sustainable i think that's a really hard game script to replicate uh, but hats off to Josh Jacobs, man. He's going to make a lot of money next year, whether it's, you know there or somewhere else. Yeah, no
1: doubt. Jason, great job as always, man. Subscribe, guys, in the huddle. Like us. Tell your friends about us. Again, we've been getting a lot of traction uh, on the Odyssey app, which is absolutely free to download wherever you get your podcasts. And we're going to keep you updated as the season goes along, all the way into the playoffs and into the off season. But we got a lot more football to play as we head into Week 13. So. Make sure you're here on Thursday. Brian Balding will be here. Jason will be back with us next week as well. Jason, great job, and uh, thank man, you buddy, thank you. Have, great a, have a great weekend, brother. You do the same. Talk to you next week, bud. All right, guys, take care, everybody.
0: No chopper. No. All right. I appreciate you. Yeah, bro. Good job. I, can we can we sign off, or do we need to tell Dylan first? Let me no, go. I'm just telling him we're done. Okay. Yeah, I'm just letting them know right now. Choppy, no.
1: Okay. i just gonna jump back. All good. I know we went a little long, bro, but that was great shit on uh, on social media. Great Yeah, stuff. there's a lot going on though. That was that was a big week. I just told him. Okay, he said thank
0: you. Absolutely. Okay, so we're good. All right, brother. Or should we still I think wait? so, yeah. Should we still wait?
1: Okay, all right. Thanks, bud. Have a great week. Yeah, man, take care. You too.